You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, everybody. Last podcast, last Locked On Lions before the NFL Draft tomorrow. Welcome in, everybody. Let's play it on a Wednesday, April 28th, and a Thursday, NFL Draft Day, April 29th. Matt Derry with you on Locked On Lions, brought to you by our friends at Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, With the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, tomorrow night's the night. So exciting. Here we go. Will the Lions stay at 7? Who will they take at 7? Will they trade down? We've got a report that is just bizarre and I think a smokescreen. We're going to lead with that today. We'll lead with that today right here on Locked On Lions. Also, the Lions have picked up the fifth-year option on Frank Ragnow. A total no-brainer. What does that mean contractually and money-wise for next year? We will get into that. Also, the draft is being held in a city that, quite honestly, um, why not Detroit one day? We'll talk about that. And will the Lions throw a curveball? Will Will we find out what Brad Holmes is made of tomorrow night when the clock strikes, I don't know, quarter to nine, nine o'clock, and the Lions make their pick at seven. Maybe it'll be earlier than that. All of that today right here on Locked On Lions. Thank you for listening and joining us. We're on Twitter, at Locked On Lions, at Dairy Speaks, and also you can find us on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. This one takes the cake. Shout out to uh, Jeff Risden at the Lions Wire, who found it first and then put it on his site at Wire. .usatoday.com. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, in his Wednesday draft rumors and speculation piece at ESPN.com, talked about the Lions. Fowler wrote the following, quote, Detroit could go any number of ways. The Lions have a depleted roster and need everything. We've been told not to rule them completely out of the quarterback mix at number seven, depending on how things shake out with the 49ers, but... QB is not their primary focus. They like Parsons or Phillips if they go defense, or especially if they trade down and go defense. They could go with Slater as a versatile offensive line piece, and many expect them to take a wide receiver. End quote. Hmm. Then in the next paragraph, he writes, quote, there was chatter early in the week that the Lions tried to trade up to number four to get Jamar Chase, but the Falcons' asking price was too high. What? Wait a minute. First of all, yes, there's a good chance that Jamar Chase, the quality wide receiver from LSU, the number one, the the wide receiver one that many feel, is on this board. There's a good chance he won't be there at seven. But the Lions trading up and having to give assets away to get to Chase at four with the Falcons, I think is outrageous. It's got to be a smokescreen. Now, Brad Holmes has not tipped his hand. 
The front office has been pretty quiet. No one knows what direction the Lions are going to go. All Holmes said last week was, we've got a handful of players, or whatever the word, the verbiage he used, that, we've, that we like and feel will, will help our team at that spot. But Jamar Chase, if the Lions love him so much, yet they're going to have to move up to four to make sure they get him because really the draft starts at number four with the Falcons. But with only six picks in this draft, with a giant need, and yes, wide receiver, linebacker, safety, right tackle, to move up to get Chase? Wow. That one surprises me. To, to say the least. I don't buy it. To me, that sounds like that's a smokescreen or a plant from someone within the organization to put it out there that the Lions really want a receiver. I, I don't know. Now, Jalen Phillips is another story. The Miami Hurricanes defensive end. The Lions would want a D-end? And would they take Jalen Phillips? That would be a, a trade down maybe at 19, but that would surprise me. Because the Lions, if there's one spot the Lions have some depth and starters already, you know you could pencil in certain guys at certain spots, left tackle, center, left guard, quarterback, we think, running back, and D-end, Trey Flowers on one side, Romeo Quar on the other. Those two are making a combined $36 million or something. Jalen Phillips? That that's another one I don't I've not heard before. Now, if Jalen Phillips fell to 41, that's a different story. But not at seven, not at I mean if New England trades up from 10, if the Arizona trades from 16, if Washington at 19, these teams want a quarterback. Uh Denver at nine, I still say I don't know if they're gonna trade up. But today the big news is they got Teddy Bridgewater from Carolina for a six-round pick. Uh, six-round pick, Teddy Bridge quarterback Bridgewater. But this is the first I've ever heard of anything like this. Chatter that the Lions called the Falcons to try to move up to get Jamar Chase. Hmm. Does that scare you as a Lions fan that if Chase goes five? and Waddle goes six to Miami, that the Lions would take a receiver seven, and you'd have three straight receivers? Like Devontae Smith would go seven? That'd be crazy. There's plenty of good receivers in this draft. But this Jamar Chase rumor? I'm not so sure I buy it. And what would the Lions be trading? Would it be one of their other picks? Because they're, they don't have any... They don't have, they're already without a, a late-round pick. And future picks, would you? they love him that much? Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. This is very, very speculative, speculative, as Jeff Risden points out. I just don't know if I buy this one. Jamar Chase, what would Lions fans think if Detroit traded the number seven pick and another pick to move up to four to take a receiver? I think fans would be pissed. Now, Chase is, he's graded out as the number one receiver. But is there that big of a difference between Chase and Waddle from Alabama or Chase and Devontae Smith? And Chase, again, is about six feet tall. This is not a 6'3 Megatron that you're moving up to get. Very, 
very, very interesting report, to say the least. Locked on Lions today brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced, so you can give her something truly special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll love, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They're not going to be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10, T-E-N-B-I-T-E-N, only at BlueNile.com. And hey, Lions fans, listen up. Nugenix, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total T, text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, the most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape. It's all for free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. All right, so the draft is tomorrow. That's a crazy rumor from Jeremy Fowler, that is for sure. You know, tomorrow night, the city of Cleveland is going to be in the spotlight. The city of Cleveland is going to be hosting the draft. So the NFL Network set, the ESPN set, the big the big giant stage, this giant canopy, it's all being set up right there on the lakefront there um, in Cleveland. And then this giant mall and convention center area will follow, and certainly there will be people outside. But for the city of Cleveland, it's a huge huge boost, and it's cool for them. And you have to start to wonder, you look at all these Midwestern cities that get all these events, right? Indianapolis gets everything, all right? They just had the entire NCAA tournament, basically, in the Indianapolis area, whether it was up in the suburbs a little bit, just north of the city, in between the city and Carmel, Hinkle Fieldhouse on on the campus of Butler. Uh, You had games at... um, uh, the, the the Fairgrounds Coliseum where IUPUI plays. You had games at Bankers Life Fieldhouse where the Pacers play downtown. And you had Lucas Oil Stadium downtown. Now Cleveland is getting the NFL draft. Why can't we get anything here? We're in Detroit. This is arguably the best sports city going. I understand the teams are all, unfortunately, bad right now. But our fans are great. They would show out. Why can't we get the draft? Why is it going to Cleveland? Why is it going to Vegas? I think it's in Vegas next year. Why can't we get NCAA tournament stuff? And we've had some. All right, we had a Super Bowl, and we've had the Final Four here. You know, NBA All-Star Game next year, Indianapolis. But there's a little secret about this city and our downtown. The secret is we don't have enough hotels. We got 15,000 burger joints. 
You know, oh, a new burger place popped up again. But we can't get a hotel. Yeah, there's some, you know, I know there's a new there's that new Shinola hotel and we got the casino hotels. We don't have enough hotels. And that's a problem. It's a big problem. I recently looked to say, hey, maybe I want to take my wife downtown for a night downtown to get out. And we'll stay the night down there. And we'll go to some cool spots and we'll we'll maybe check out a casino or or, or maybe, you know, a new a new restaurant for dinner, check out uh, you know, um, Woodward and all the stuff that's going up down there and in that area. You know, Midtown. There's a lot of fun spots downtown. But unfortunately, the hotel space, it's not enough. I don't know what to, I don't know who to talk to about that. I'm just telling you that's 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 what I'm hearing. We're not getting events. We're coming in second and third for stuff because we don't have enough hotels downtown. I remember a couple of years ago, I think I've told this story on the show. Syracuse came into play uh, TCU and then, of course, beat TCU in the NCAA tournament and then beat Michigan State to get to the Sweet 16. Oh, was that awesome. My orange, right? But, like, the team stayed in Dearborn. So uh, Matt Park, who's the radio voice of Syracuse, and I went to college with Matt, and I wanted to see him. I'm like, hey, man, let's hang out downtown. I'll come see you. He's like, we're not downtown. We're in Dearborn. We couldn't get Team S to stay away from the city. What kind of experience? No offense to Dearborn. Okay, what kind of experience is that for the players if they can't be in the city, in the surrounding area, by Little Caesars Arena where the tournament was being held? So we don't have enough hotels. Not every team got to stay in the city. What about Frank Ragnow? You want to talk about a really, really good football player and really the the anchor of the Lions offensive line. Uh, The Lions announced today that they have picked up his fifth-year option for the 2022 season. Of course, this next season will be Ragnow's uh, fourth in the league, playing center for the Lions. And based on the NFL salary structure for this uh, team option for 2022, which was a no-brainer because he's a really good player, Ragnow will earn $12.657 million guaranteed. Uh, The Lions can work out an extension before that. Ragnow, as we know, is one of the top young centers in the NFL believe he came in only number two by PFF to Corey Lindsley of the Packers for the best graded or almost highly graded center in the league. Lions, of course, picked up Taylor Decker's option a few years ago for his fifth year, then signed him to a long-term deal. They elected not to pick up Jared Davis's. That was the previous regime. But this regime knows better. All right, You've got to keep your own in-house. And when your own is a pro bowler like Frank Ragnow was last year, uh, this was a no-brainer. So I love the fact that Ragnow is staying. The fact that the team is willing to say, look, we'll spend $12.5 million on him next year. Not going cheap. And they picked up his option. So good for the Lions to pick up that fifth-year option on their center, Frank Ragnow. Lions offensive line, at least from center to left tackle, is set. With Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, and Taylor Decker. We're going to find out tomorrow if they had to do the right tackle and take Penny Sewell from Oregon. Sewell was on Pro Football Talks, a show with Mike Florio today, and he said he grew up a Lions fan, that he loved playing Madden and being Calvin Johnson and Javid Best, he brought up. How about that? Penny Sewell, a Lions fan. I love it. That was uh, kind of cool. All right, when we come back, does Brad Holmes have the stones to pull this off tomorrow night? 
and do something that is going to get such a buzz in this town and would cause a heck of a stir. Will he do it? Will he pull the trigger? One beat writer predicted it today. We'll do that coming up next. First, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Hey, I got it right here, folks. Today I have my favorite. Today I have the, the champion, the coconut brownie chunk. It is just so good. Built Bars are amazing, and they're good for you. This thing is only 100 and hold on, I'm going to get the correct number here. It's only 150 calories. That's it, and it tastes so good. And there's plenty of protein in there, so you're pretty filled up after you have this coconut brownie chunk built bar. What about the cookies and cream? 130 calories. That's it. 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. All right? Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low calorie. They're low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. And they're great for the health-conscious guy. They're soft, easy to chew. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. I love them. Have one a day. One a day. Go to BuiltBar.com. Get some for yourself. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so tomorrow night is a big night for Brad Holmes and the front office and the Lions. Time to start building this team back up. Time to start adding some pieces to the puzzle and getting some younger stars in here, and you hope are stars. Will they take Penny Sewell? Will they take Micah Parsons? Will they take a receiver? Today in Kyle Meinke's mock draft at MLive.com, and I give Kyle credit. He was very, very, very specific, and he wrote a lot about it. He said, he predicted that the Lions would take Justin Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State. And Mikey basically said, look, he's a really good prospect. He's the best player available in terms of his mock. And yes, while Panay Sewell fits a need and everything else, the Lions are not going to pass up on this possible generational talent at quarterback. And look, the Packers did it last year. They drafted Jordan Love, and I know that was in the 20s, and this is number seven, but the Packers took the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers in Jordan Love, and Jordan Love is not going to play this year, just like Jordan Love didn't play last year. Will he be a trade chip for somebody else? Maybe. Did that light a fire under Rodgers? Who knows? But Mikey basically said, he predicts, the Lions are going to take Justin Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State. And he feels like he'll be there at 7, and the Lions should take him. Now, again, that's Kyle's opinion. My question is, does Brad Holmes and do, his, do he and his staff have the balls to do this? Are they going to shock us all tomorrow night? And instead of trading back and accumulating assets and acquiring more picks and then taking an offensive lineman, which wouldn't be bad. But will he take, would he pull the trigger on Justin Fields and create a big ass stir in this town? Because if you take Justin Fields, the questions about your current quarterback, Jared Goff, will be asked over and over again. And if Jared Goff, whether he's our guy, and 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 Dan Campbell has said it, Holmes has said it, Jared Goff's our guy. We went out and got him for a reason. They're paying him a lot of money for the next two years, over $20 million. 
But those fields whispers, the fact he played at Ohio State, the fact we've all seen him play zillions of times, fans are going to love it. I think. I think they're going to be excited. Because then come August, those train uh, preseason games, three of them, are certainly going to be interesting. Because if Jared Goff doesn't play well, and then here comes Fields to play third quarter, like I said with Tim Boyle when the Lions picked him up from the Packers. Tim Boyle is going to be the August hotness. Fields, oh my gosh, dude can do it all, right? He can run, he can throw, he's exciting. He's a winner. Now, is it a fit right now for the Lions at seven? You don't think so because they've got Goff. They've got Boyle to back him up. And they're committed to Goff for a couple of years. They traded Matthew Stafford for Goff. Jared Goff's been to the Super Bowl. But what if the best player available on their board, highest rated, is Fields? Or Lance, for that matter. I've been told, I was told months ago, I don't, they don't, they, they don't love Lance, but I could be wrong. That's what I was told months ago. That could have changed. But what if they took a QB and they stuck to their guns about we're taking the best guy? That would be some big-time stones. Now, the Lions are in a position. They don't have to add at number seven a, a, a lock starter this season because the expectations are low anyway. Would you like them to do that? Sure. But if they pass on fields, someone else grabs him. Like I saw a report today, Minnesota loves him. Imagine if he stayed in the division, went to Minnesota, sat for a year, Cousins sucked, and the next year Fields moves in. Boy, that would tick off Lions fans if Fields ended up being really good and Detroit passed on him for a tackle or a receiver. You just wonder if Brad Holmes would do a pretty gutsy move like that. In his first draft. And that would create quite a buzz around here. Am I saying I want to see it? I like Justin Fields. But to me, you're committed to this guy, Jared Goff, with a new system, needed a change of scenery <coughs> for two years. We'll see. I, I would be intrigued. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. All right, that's Locked On Lions for this Wednesday, tomorrow night. We will be recording a late-night podcast for you. And uh, you'll have that probably when you wake up Friday morning. And for those of you that are night owls and will be up late Thursday night, you'll get my reaction to what the Lions do in round one tomorrow evening late. Talk to you tomorrow.